and welcome to There's Been a Murder by Ashley and Gareth, where we discuss true crimes that have happened in our own countries, mine being Scotland and Gareth's being Ireland. And as a warning, there are depictions of violence throughout this episode, particularly depictions of, of violence towards children that some listeners may find distressing. So listener discretion is advised. So Ashley, who are we talking about today? Today we are going to be talking about the murder of Scott Simpson. Okay. And it is maybe a day de- a day de- it's definitely a delicate story. Okay. And maybe difficult for some people to listen to. Um, but we're not gonna go into too much nitty gritty. Mm-hmm. We'll more be looking at the failings and how this murder could have perhaps been prevented. Okay, so a a different take on our usual style? Yes, yes, a wee bit different today. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to it. Okay, let's begin. Scott Simpson was a nine-year-old boy from Powys, Aberdeen. Scott lived at home with his parents, Patsy, who was 32, and Denny Simpson, who was 36. And he had six siblings. So a big family. Big family. Mm-hmm. Even back in the day, this is this is quite... A big family. This is the 90s. Oh, the 90s. So it's not, you know, the 60s, that was maybe norm, but this is a yeah. bigger family from back then. Mm-hmm. Scott had learning disabilities. And being a typical young boy, he had a great imagination and he was known to be adventurous and inquisitive. Sounds like a lovely wee boy. Yeah, yeah. So when I was doing a wee bit of research, there was lots of positive things to that were said about him. Mm-hmm. He was really popular, he was well-liked. But there was some people that said, you know, he was a wee bit of a loner. Yeah. Um, and that typically doesn't, obviously, if he's got learning disabilities, it's not a major surprise. But I get the impression that he was quite comfortable, you know, getting up to mischief, like, in mm-hmm. adventures by himself, as mm-hmm. well as playing with others. But I think yeah. he just had a really great outlook in life and could make fun out of anything. Could entertain himself. Yes. Yes. I know the feeling. Scott was described to be a well-liked, popular boy in his neighbourhood. On the 17th of July, 1997, Scott was playing football at his local park, which was a short distance from his home. As he was playing, a man approached Scott and handed him a note. The note said, If you want some of the latest Mega Drive games, follow me. This is already, you know, like... Stranger Danger, stranger danger. like a... We were the generation yeah. of Stranger Danger, yes. like that was what was so taught to us. And perhaps this is a, a reason why we were taught Yeah, this. like I always, I remember, like the, the adverts on TV and in, in primary school of, of like what to do. Mm-hmm. So it was, you know, like to have like a, like a password with your parents if they're picking you up and you're like and someone rocked up be like oh yes. your mum's asked me to come and it's funny though because i i remember being in school and stranger danger was a it was a big thing mm-hmm. like i think the government put a lot of money into yeah, yeah, yeah. making it part of our curriculum but they then realized a few years later that it wasn't that it was harmful teaching us it however it portrayed to us that bad men or boogeymen yeah. were you know, that stereotype, the man in the trench coat. Yes, and, yeah. You know, but really, in fact, actually, research now says that, sadly, children that are abused, it's more likely to be a relative or a friend of the family mm-hmm. that will abuse. 
So stranger danger confused a lot of children because they were taught don't go near strangers. Yeah. That didn't say don't go near family, friends or relatives. Yes, yeah. If anything, that kind of maybe made children think they, they were more to go towards relatives. Than well, they, yeah. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, because I was just like, oh, I know you and I've been told I can trust you. Yeah, because you're not a stranger. Yes. So yeah, it's quite mm-hmm. interesting how obviously reflection is a great thing and they've obviously in hindsight right. gone okay, we're not going to do mm-hmm. that. Because I think it's only like 1% of like assaults or something like for children mm-hmm. are typically like with... Strangers. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very small in comparison. Maybe not 1%, mm-hmm. that's maybe a bit of a lie, but it's very, like a very small amount. Yeah. Unknown to Scott, this man was Stephen Leask, who was 34 and a serial sex offender, which dated back to 1984. And he had a string of convictions against young boys. Leask lured Scott into some bushes where he tried to sexually assault him. When Scott naturally resisted, Leask strangled the young boy with a scarf. The lifeless body of Scott Simpson was found five days later in the grounds of Aberdeen University, less than a mile away from his home. And Scott was only three weeks away from his 10th birthday. That was so disgusting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so naturally Scott's parents were alarmed when Scott hadn't returned home mm-hmm. now I don't know if they had that sort of system that everyone had back in the day with the, the, the street, street lights, lights come, come on, on. Yeah. I don't know however by 10 o'clock that night uh, a sort of search had occurred yes. for Scott but sadly obviously nobody mm-hmm. realised that Scott would already have been murdered by yeah. this point so once Scott's body was found, obviously the police investigation changed from missing persons investigation to a murder investigation. Mm-hmm. When it was a missing persons, because mm-hmm. especially it was a child, um, it was, I think a third of the uh, Grampian police force were searching mm-hmm. for him, Coast Guard and Mountain Rescue, yeah. so everyone was really involved, the mm-hmm. neighbours were all involved. Yeah, and that's a myth as well for I mean, people say you have to wait like 24 hours before. Yeah, right? I think TV programs have taught us this because I, I genuinely thought that, but it's not true, isn't it? No, no, no I can, like, it's just like if you genuinely think someone is missing, get in contact, like, as soon as possible because the first, like, 48 hours is the most important. And a child, it's less. It's yes, like, yeah, um, yeah. Is it the first 10 hours, if they're not found within that mm-hmm. time, it's, it's usually not good. It's yeah. Like, yeah. Police became aware of Leask after a relative of his contacted the police and made them aware of his previous convictions. Mm. You would think that the police would already know that he's in there. Did he not live there? Stop skipping ahead. All right, right, okay. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) I'll answer all your questions. In time. In time. (laughs) Right, okay. (laughs) So a few hours after the phone call, Leask was taken into custody. Chillingly, it was discovered that Leask was living in a flat that overlooked the park that Scott was playing in when he was abducted. Uh-huh. So Scott's neighbourhood was obviously shattered by this news of the tragedy. Uh-huh. Flowers and teddies were placed and respectfully, the missing posters for Scott that were placed everywhere, the neighbours removed them for respect of the family. Yes, yeah. It's hard because you would feel so helpless in that time. Mm-hmm. You know, you 
probably you, you can't imagine but you can empathize with that family of yeah. the pain so i think the neighbors really wanted to try and rally around and give them as much community support mm-hmm. which as is they lovely possibly could. yeah it was reported that the scott family obviously were naturally oh excuse me were naturally broken and neighbors actually reported that they could hear screams of anguish coming from their house like well, you said we could be empathetic towards them. Like it's like, yeah, we'll we'll never know that feeling. I feel like it, the schemes of anguish. Like for me, when I read that, I thought that's like it's like it's the pain. Aye. Like there's no other way to some I suppose express that. Sometimes apart from just letting it out, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I mean, from doing my research, obviously Scott came from a big household. His yeah. whole family were broken through this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, one of his sisters was six weeks old, and. One of his sisters was five, and it was meant to be like her birthday party that weekend, and yeah. you know, so life was so normal, mm-hmm. and then it was so not. Yeah, and then like they don't understand like like the concept of what's what what's happened. Mm-hmm. Fully imagine that his his five year old my sister could you know like acknowledge that there was something different, mm-hmm. but didn't know. Well, I think how to process you know like that her brother's not coming yeah, home. Yeah, yeah, because. I know, I know kindly, like, parents sometimes try and explain it like they've gone to heaven. Yeah. And, you know, make it nicer. Yes. And not so cutting. Mm-hmm. But that's still confusing. Like, how do five-year-olds, how are they supposed to comprehend that? Mm-hmm. I can't imagine. Whilst being interviewed, Leask broke down and claimed that it was an accident and he didn't mean it. He said, I just panicked. I told him to stop the noise. It was discovered that Leask was actually out in license when he killed Scott and that was for another sexual attack on a child. So out in license, is that, is that like being out on probation or something? Kind of, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Leask was a former army medical in the Falklands and he himself was supposedly abused as a child. And I thought, it's, I wanted to add that in, but I also wanted to add in a point of you know, people, it's a bit like what you've just said that people say, you know, we have this perception that you're not meant to phone the police after right. unless it's 24 hours if somebody mm-hmm. goes missing. The same thing that there's this theory that people say those that are abused become often become the abuser. Mm-hmm. And that is not the case. Of course. Of course it happens. Of course it happens. Yeah. But I, like, it's that whole debate of was that programmed into them? before mm-hmm. the abuse that they received you know that i don't i don't agree that that gives you the right to be oh of course not you know, I... if anything could do you not empathize more with children or victims of abuse yeah so... yeah it's it's similar to like people saying people who bully are the ones who are bullied elsewhere yes. so it's not that like that's what's done to them so i suppose like it can depend on like the age that it's done to them at you know like if they are a young child mm-hmm. and, and it happens, then, like, you know, that's that's always in their head. I know, but I just... I, I just felt like... No, I'm not saying he did do this, but I thought... Well, did he mention that because it was to help with his defence? Uh, you know, is that his reasoning? Like, well, be. I was abused, but that's yeah, not okay. Yeah, like, I, I, I mean, like, I would, I would like to hope that that doesn't really, like, change... Mm-hmm. Change anything to be like, right, okay, that's great. But you, you still done it. Yeah. 
On the 22nd of July 1997, Leask made a private appearance at Aberdeen Sheriff Court to be charged with the murder of Scott Simpson. Leask appeared in the dock for 20 minutes, where he made no plea. Outside the court, there was around 30 men and women gathered to form a human barrier to stop the police, uh, the police van leaving with Leask. However, unknown to the group, Leask had been removed from the courthouse from a different exit. Yeah. And this caused fury, like people were raging. Wow. There was tears, mm. there was anger, like people were out for blood. So just going back a bit, it's like, what actually happens then if you don't make a plea deal? Because like you'd always hear uh, of people, you know, it's like, oh, they pleaded, more often than not, they pleaded not guilty. There's mm-hmm. the odd time you get they've pleaded guilty. What actually happens if you don't... I think if you don't make a plea, I think it goes down the same route as though... Not guilty. Yeah. Yeah. Because then you, the police then have a job to prove Yeah. that you have done this regardless. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that's it. Mm. Don't quote me on it, though. <laughs> so the police investigation was heavily criticised by the community. Many questioned why the police had not found Scott's body when he wasn't even a mile away from the park. A report was also published after the investigation describing that the police had all the information that they needed to solve the case within a fir- within the first few hours of Scott being missing. There was also criticism that the police focused on Denny, who's Scott's father, mm-hmm. um, as the main suspect and this was due to him having a criminal record for housebreaking. So I feel like people... F- felt like they were focusing on him. Now, I know yeah. they have to look at family yeah, yeah, yeah. and know that, mm-hmm. but I feel like people really got the impression that Denny was the focus and they just let Leask... Yeah, which, like... Get, not get away, obviously, because he didn't, but they could have got, got him quicker. Uh, yeah, I can I can understand that this is, like, being... sort of trying to look at it from the police's point of view, or not even, or, like, you don't actually know what goes on, like in a police investigation like every single detail the discussions that happen Mm -hmm. oh my god so like i do feel like it's unfair to like unless like you have the solid evidence Mm -hmm. that like that like shows that the police you know like done things wrong Mm -hmm. or then like having a go at them for like not going to Leask first is a bit no i know i and i understand they do have to look at everybody as a suspect Mm -hmm. And maybe that was just the emotions of people yeah. that they focused on Danny and obviously he hadn't done it. But there's fact that they had all the evidence and, yeah. and information to not close the case. Yeah. But to move ahead in the case. And they didn't they mm-hmm. didn't recognise that. So I can understand why people felt annoyed about that. Aye. Police interviews were also criticised as there was uh, and there was failure from the social work to alert the police of Leask's previous indiscretions. So when you said, how did the social work... The social work... Not, how did the police not, not know? Yes, that was because the social work... The social work had to, like, check up on Leask and they also had to, like, alert the police about him getting... Mm-hmm. They obviously would have known he was out for bail, but I think yeah. there needs to be, like, a... A, mm-hmm. a kind of flow of communication about how he's doing and things but Leask's social worker was so overworked that he hadn't been to visit him yeah. in a, like, a so while this is potentially like another 
myth or what but like i'm asking the question of like if a sex offender like moves into your area like mm-hmm. are you informed of no. that no no so there is um like there's websites available that you can see you can type in where you live and it will have like wee pin drops obviously mm-hmm. not on houses Aye, but, but it just shows you how many um pedophiles or people on the sex offenders yeah. list live in your area which i don't recommend anyone does it because it's actually terrifying have you, um, have you done it? Yeah, well, I actually haven't done it, but okay. I remember um, my mum, this was a while ago, <laughs> my mum got a, like the paper one day and yeah. it showed you, like it was of Scotland, and it showed you the areas like of the wee the pin drops. Aye. And Shire has their fair share. Oh, right, okay. It's quite scary. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you can do it, but no, you're not mm-hmm. alerted at all right. if... if your neighbour is a pedophile. You don't know. Yeah. They obviously now... that This was back in the day. Yeah. So the legislation wasn't the same. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, obviously, those that are on the sex offenders list can't live in a distance from schools or play areas, you know, parks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything sort of associated with children. Yeah. But this wasn't quite fully there yet. Yes, yeah, yeah. In which is crazy because that's not that long ago. Well, yeah, it's, well... 26 years ago mm-hmm. yeah it's crazy we weren't all that old so obviously with all of these failures in the police investigation mm-hmm. there was a lot of rage in the community and there was actually calls for the resignation of the Grampian police chief constable Ian Oliver who wanted him gone Okay. he was quite an arrogant man all and right didn't want to go <laughs> like people like i think higher ups as well had said like you should you should go yeah like it's usually here like it's a case of like you should resign otherwise we have to fire you yes but he was standing on his hill and he was mm-hmm. not leaving until so he had to go to a meeting mm-hmm. to justify his actions within the police investigation and the following day it came out that he there was pictures taken of him in a car with a younger woman kissing and cuddling her. Oh. And he's married and so was she. Uh-huh. So after this sex scandal occurred, he he left. That's a, that's a bit of a coincidence that the day after that comes out, mm-hmm. you know, like, like I'm, I'm putting my, my tinfoil hat on here. <laughs> I mean, like, did those higher ups, you know, like... Uh, does that have that already or did they like get someone to go out and find them i mean we won't know but i think he got his comeuppance aye you know in the november of 1997 leask was sentenced to life in prison mm-hmm. with a minimum term of 25 years however in 2002 this was reduced to 20 years due to human right legislation oh, okay because we were in the eu Yep. The EU has a different opinion on life sentences. They don't oh, okay. agree. They believe that they're inhumane. Mm-hmm. And this was actually something that was quite contentious with the UK and the rest of the EU when we were in the EU. Yeah. Um. So basically the EU didn't want us to have life imprisonment in terms. Mm-hmm. But the UK wasn't for really dropping that. Yeah. So there has been um, Jerry Bamber who was the White House... Is it the White House? For America? No, the farm. Um, white, white... 
White House Farm. White House Farm. Aye. And he killed his sister, her children, yes. and his parents. It's on Netflix. Yes, it was. I think it was BBC or ITV or something first, and then it. Yep. Anyway, he sort of we're pulling off topic here. <sighs> Fun fact: He is like when we were in the EU was a massive advocate for the EU reducing his a uh, term because he got a hum uh, a life in prison yeah. service and claimed it was inhumane. So he for the UK is like this advocate for it, but obviously we're not in the EU anymore, yeah. and he wasn't actually. He never got his term reduced. Oh, okay. Because, I mean, like. The counter-argument, someone said, inhumane to, you know, murder someone. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is why it was really, actually, yeah. it was really contentious between um, the UK and EU for a long time about it. Oh, wow, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Learn something new every day. Yeah. Patsy and Denny split after the death of Scott, and then Denny moved to England. Mm-hmm. And in November 2014, Patsy, Scott's mother, died at the age of 50. It was said that she never got over the death of Scott and her house became a shrine to him. Patsy was buried with the clothes that Scott was wearing on the day that he was murdered as this was her last wish. My God. Mm-hmm. Do you often hear that like when a child like passes whether it, you know, like for, for any reason mm-hmm. the parents are more likely to, to split afterwards? Which I always find really interesting because mm-hmm. I always thought I do agree, I've heard this as well yeah. about it, but I always thought that if you had to go through something so horrific, mm-hmm. it would form a sort of trauma bond, you know, with the parents yeah. because they've both lost their child. But for some reason, it seems the grief breaks families up completely, mm-hmm. which I don't know, it's it's just crazy. Oh, oh yeah, like you can understand that like if Scott's dad has, had been able to process it, you know, like, and mm-hmm. was trying to, to move on but his his mum couldn't. couldn't then like you know I didn't initially put it in but when I was researching it I did come across an article that had said that the reason that they split was because um, Scott's father had an affair mm-hmm. now whether that's true or not because it was only one article okay yeah but when I read that and then I was reading that Patsy had made a shrine mm-hmm. I did kind of think maybe their levels of grief um, developed in different stages and you know Patsy maybe wasn't ready to move on in certain aspects mm-hmm. and, and Denny was maybe yeah and yeah perhaps that's what broke the marriage up yeah but yeah you hear that a lot don't you and I think it's a shame because you've already lost one child mm-hmm. and then it could be as well that like you, you see the other person as a reminder of it yeah and it's a shame though for the the other children because they lost their brother mm-hmm. and now their parents are splitting up yeah. that it's two heavy mm-hmm. things to yeah. deal with and their dad's moved away mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. after spending 22 years in prison Leask applied for parole naturally scott's family were notified so you know when you asked if a pedophile moves into your house or something's yeah. If a pedophile moves, moves into, into your, your house, house, get out. Yeah. No, no, you don't get it. You get them out. Run. Why, why are they there? Danger, danger, run. Why are they there? Sorry. If a pedophile moves into, or somebody in the sex offenders um, moves into your area, yeah. you don't get notified. Mm-hmm. But um, if you're a victim, if you're a family member of the victim, you're typically, if they're up for parole or mm-hmm. they're released, you are notified. Yeah. Which... I do agree with. I right. think you should be aware of that. So Scott's family were horrified at this situation as they still believe that Leask would be a danger to children mm-hmm. when he got out. 
Sarah Watt, who is Scott's sister, has been quoted to say, let Stephen Lisk babysit the parole board's children and grandchildren. Then they can think of releasing him if they feel he's safe to release into society because he's a very dangerous man. I mean, I appreciate the sort of like the task to like come up with that solution. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's a very difficult one because when I read that, I was like, I didn't, I was really conflicted about it because I thought, I totally understand where she's yes, coming yeah. from because if any of us put our shoes into the victim's and the family's situation. You mean put your feet into the victim's shoes? Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Can I just say, because I don't know if I'm going to edit this or not, I am just home from a Hindu. <laughs> Literally an hour ago. <laughs> so I'm so sorry. I'm a bit tired. But you're committed to the cause. I am committed to this podcast, so we're not falling behind. <laughs> so yeah, if you were to put yourself in their situation, yeah. of course you would not You would never give somebody parole. Yeah. But then that there's that whole argument about Everyone deserves a chance and rehabilitation and they've served their time and Oh blah, yeah, because the, the, the like overarching purpose of prison is rehab. Yes. Essentially. Uh, and you hear of like the like the stories of like Swedish and and Danish, you know, like prisons that they're you, you, you like look amazing. Mm-hmm. So as you know, like and the prisoners have like you know, like access to go where wherever and all. Um, and like that would be wonderful but then how realistic is yeah yeah i know that there's people out there that have had family members taken away from them in Mm -hmm. really horrific circumstances and you sometimes hear that those people will forgive yeah and they can move on and they want that person to rehabilitate Mm -hmm. and come back to society and then you hear people like sarah what rightly so she's very angry and she thinks this man is a monster Mm -hmm. and everyone's allowed their way of grieving but it does make it very difficult. Like, I feel like parole boards have to go in very unbiased in a situation. Yes, yeah. And they can't listen to any side of it, really. Mm-hmm. They just need to try and dig out the truth. Yeah, and, like, assess how are they now. Yes. You know, like, what have they done up until this point that, you know, like, would would show that they they have remorse to it. Mm-hmm. They've, you know, changed. Yeah. So, yeah, like... It, like, it must be a very tough job. I'd love it. I think I would be so good at it. I think you say that, but, like... No, because I'm so nosy. I need to know all. But I'm also very, like... I'm quite a harsh critic, I think. <laughs> you like... You'd be coming home, and I would be like, so, how was your day? And you'd be like, be like well, I released the three uh, mass murderers on the... Would I chook? <laughs> I'd be lucky if I released anyone, probably. <laughs> I think I would be very good. I'm just going to assign myself. <laughs> that. Yeah. yeah. You should see me at job interviews. I'm like the clock watcher. Oh, a minute late, second late. Oh, that's it. Uh, I've, I have I have heard this. Yeah. Your time is no more important than mine. <laughs> Where were we? Upon hearing about Lisk's request for parole, Sarah and her family set up two online petitions and a paper one which received thousands of signatures. As it has been over 20 years since the murder of Scott Simpson, he has not been forgotten and the police have tried to rectify their previous mistakes. In a report by the HMICS, 
uh, it was concluded that Aberdeen's local police treat any missing persons investigation as a significant priority. Faster responses to reports of missing people means that about 10% are found in an hour and more than half are found within 16 hours, which is around a 99% return home safe. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. So they have looked at their mistakes and Mm -hmm. tried to rectify them, which Mm -hmm. I think, fair play, that's all you can do. You know, sadly, we are only humans and and errors will happen, Mm -hmm. but it's how you go about changing that in the future. Mm -hmm. Sorry, so so what's... HMICS, Her Majesty's. It is Her Majesty's Inspectorate of Constability in Scotland. Ah, okay. Sorry, I'm not very good at saying that. But yeah, that's (laughs) why I just did the initials. So, in 1998, the Simpsons, so Patsy and Denny, Mm -hmm. the parents. When, sorry? In 1998. Right, So a year after. Yes, yes. So... Scott was murdered in July, July ninety seven, and then the trial happened in November. Okay. Yeah, and which was actually very quick if you think about mm-hmm. it. It's only been what four months or so. Yeah, but I think maybe there was a lot of pressure. Yeah. To get the the trial going because media and there was public outrage. I think they mm-hmm. wanted to just get it done and dusted and get All him right. in jail, basically. Um. So yeah, in nineteen ninety eight, the Simpsons agonized with questions about their son's murder. And they asked their solicitor to write to Leask in prison for a face-to-face meeting. Mm -hmm. However, Leask's legal team advised against it due to the media coverage that he was currently receiving. Mm -hmm. Instead, the Simpsons wrote 22 questions to Leask for him to to provide some clarity to. I thought you were about to say 22 letters. and I was like, like, that's a bit like over the top, it seems. But... Or 22 questions. Okay. 22 questions. And I think, you know what it's like when you when you lose anybody mm-hmm. in any circumstance? There's questions that you need to sometimes have filled. And yeah. sometimes you might not always get the answers to them, but I think they were brave enough to go, we need to know this. So mm-hmm. we're going to we're, we're gonna bite the bullet. Leask's response claimed that Scott was not a target of the murder. He was more an unfortunate and random choice. So it was an opportunity. Yeah. Which is, I, don't, I don't know which is worse and which is like better to, to, to look at. Obviously, when I was doing research, I, they, they've never released the 22 questions. They've released yeah. some parts of it, but okay. not the full, the full letters. The letter that they got back was three pages long from Leask. Wow. Um, and he did sort of say that he has no reason to lie anymore. Like, yeah, he's yeah. been caught. And he is very remorseful. Doesn't mm-hmm. mean he, he's repented and Aye. he's rehabilitated. I'm not saying that, but he does have remorse. So I think he was just trying to be completely honest about the situation. Mm-hmm. Like it was an opportunity, not a... It wasn't like he'd stalked Scott or, yeah, yeah. you know, or he'd planned this. Yeah. I don't, but I do agree. I don't know what's worse. Aye. Neither yeah. are better than the other. Leask also stated that he was only in the company of Scott for 15 to 20 minutes. It was it was an impulsive act by the yeah. sounds of it. I do get the impression from his side of it, he has claimed that he obviously tried to abuse Scott. Mm-hmm. And when Scott screamed, it panicked him and, and yeah. he 
instinctively tried to quiet him and killed him. Mm-hmm. And he was aware that it was an, a mistake. Yeah. Obviously, I'm not I'm not sticking up for him. I'm just given that that was his sort of side of yeah. the story. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he, that's why he's saying I was only with him for 15, 20 minutes because it was such an impulsive act. Yeah. A moment of opportunity. Mm-hmm. There was a fe- Scott's parents, when they were writing this letter to Elise, also wanted to ask about the time frame mm-hmm. that Leask was with Scott. Okay, and, and if, like, any abuse actually happened? Yes. Okay. Now, I think any abuse could have been identified in an autopsy. Yeah, you would assume so. Yes, but there's no mention in any articles or mm-hmm. any re- research that I've looked at, there's nothing to indicate that assault did occur, mm-hmm. and there's no mention of his autopsy. Okay. So... I'm surprised that there wasn't one... I, I assume that there was one, but yeah. I don't think any information was given to the media regarding it. Yeah. So I'm going to assume that assault didn't occur. Yeah. That doesn't mean that it wasn't attempted. Yeah. Based on the information you you have, mm-hmm. the conclusion that you can come to is that, in your opinion, assault didn't occur. But yes. that doesn't mean that it's... Yeah. yeah. I'm not saying it didn't. However, there was a theory that Scott was actually at Leask's flat for a couple of days after he was abducted. Okay, like alive still or? I don't particularly know if they were implying he was alive or not with this theory. However, the reason that this theory started was there was obviously a few days from Scott being abducted to his body being found. Mm -hmm. Five days. Yes. And in that time... The police had actually searched the area that his body was discovered. Oh, okay. So people were a bit confused to, okay. if you've searched the area, why didn't you find him? And was Lise, like, a part of the search party at all? No, you know not why? at all. It's, it's, it's like, I, I don't know whether it does happen in, in, you know, like in the real world, mm-hmm. seeing TV or, or, like, you know. Yes, you know, like, how the, the murderer, like, injects so, himself into the investigation. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, he wasn't part of the investigate uh, in in the search. Mm-hmm. So obviously, people were curious where where was Scott? Like yeah. why why or why didn't the police find him? So then this theory obviously happened that he was in Lisk's flat, and this yeah. was traumatizing for Scott's parents. They are then thinking, oh "My goodness, my son was in his flat, being abused for mm-hmm. days, and then murdered, and you know that was really yeah. horrific." However, they obviously wrote to him asked the questions and Lisk said, no, I was with him for 15 to 20 minutes. Okay. Sounds very much like he's saying it was a opportunistic act and it was a mo- an impulsive moment yeah. when he murdered him. And he goes on to say that he left Scott's body. Um, it was basically down like a lane. It was like mm-hmm. a small lane um, on the grounds of Aberdeen University. He left him there placed a branch over him mm-hmm. but then as an aid to the police he left a pair of brightly coloured shorts beside the branch okay so like he's claiming he he done this all on the day that yes yes so did he just have a pair of shorts with him or did he take his shorts off I don't know this is the thing that's really like I don't understand and I feel like originally when I was writing it I didn't even question that yeah but, but then, no, I... actually, you know, 
as I've, I, as we've been discussing it, I'm thinking, where on earth has he got these shorts from? Because you don't just carry shorts around with you. Yeah, like, and especially, especially if, as he said, it was, and we decided he would just go down. Like, did he, did he just take a pair of shorts with him? Well, this is the thing. There's so many situations that could have occurred mm-hmm. did he have them with him mm-hmm. did he leave scott's body in the bushes run upstairs grab a pair of shorts and yeah. come back down and then move his body <laughs> like i don't i don't really know yeah um things aren't aren't adding up nothing's not but this is the thing to me nothing is adding up on Leask's side of the story yeah and the police yeah and if the if Lisk is telling the truth. Mm-hmm. Why didn't the police clock the shorts and go closer to inspect? Because if a child mm-hmm. is missing and you see clothes lying around, yeah, well, yeah, is it, that not an instinct mm-hmm. to go? go and sorry, did you say they were brightly coloured? They were brightly coloured. Yeah, that's like, I mean, like I'm picturing like a bright orange or something, like a neon like, or something. Yeah, 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 like something that would look out of place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. He claimed that he didn't assault Scott, although mm-hmm. he did try. Yeah. And that it was a, a fleeting moment of madness and he killed him. Yeah. And he was with him for 15, 20 minutes and then discarded of his body. Yeah. However, even though he told um, Scott's parents this, they actually didn't really believe him. Mm-hmm. And they were more angry after reading that. that yeah. Maybe like us, they've picked holes at it to be like, that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Or, you know... So anyway, this didn't give them much closure, to be honest. Yeah. But one of the most poignant questions that they did ask was, did he suffer? Mm-hmm. And Leek's reply was, I can't say for certain, but I believe and hope not. I don't, I don't know how I would take that answer from like my child's killer. You could, yeah, because you could totally look at it both ways, can't you? Yeah. Because it sounds, on one side it sounds like he is remorseful and then on the other side that could also sound quite cold and calculated. Yeah. the It's the, I believe and hope so. Mm. That is just like... No, he didn't hope he suffered. Oh, no, but, but, sorry, I thought you said like he hoped so in the sense of like he didn't suffer. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I could, like to me, my the immediate reaction to that now is, who the fuck are you to say that you killed him? <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> right? Okay, <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, but let let's be completely honest. Now we are not parents. However, I understand the peace of mind of writing to him to get answers. Mm-hmm. let's face it no matter what he says you're still gonna hate him how much closure are you really gonna get yeah like, i feel like that's a very like that method is a very 50 50 mm-hmm. in the sense of like you could get closure from it um you know and accept what he said or you get really angry at it and make it worse yeah yeah but yes a very strange story um quite complicated many truths and different sides to it yeah feelings on both sides but ultimately feelings on both sides what do you mean both sides well feelings from the social worker Ah. feelings from the police sorry the way you said it 
I thought you meant there was like feelings on like you know, like the, the police side, but then like feelings on like Scots. Oh God, no! That poor soul didn't do yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 not at all. Sorry, I did not mean it if that came across that way. I'm just saying there was a lot of feelings. That's what yes, Trina maybe yeah. said. A lot of feelings, um. But ultimately, this poor soul and his family were the mm-hmm. victims of yep. of this system. Mm-hmm. And obviously, we can now look, and they've said that things have certainly improved. Mm-hmm. So you can only hope that in the future this will never occur again. But really, ultimately, it should have never happened. Yeah, it should never have happened, and. Like, like, you, you, like we, we hear you know, like other stories where like social workers are stretched too thin completely and I'm not against them oh no 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 you know, no, so no, poor, no yes but they need more they need more uh, resources yes. and more finances and more yeah. more social workers like we yes. need more oh, no, yeah, 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 yeah like uh, um, but like it's it's a feeling of like much 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 above them mm-hmm. so as you know like totally. they're just trying to do their 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 jobs i don't doubt that the social worker that was overstretched that was dealing mm-hmm. with stephen leask doesn't regret this oh, every yeah. single day oh yeah so yeah it's just it's just it's a system failure yes um that sadly scott simpson had to pay the price for mm-hmm. and I do hope it's not been too difficult for people to listen to because it is about a child at the yeah, end of the day. Yeah. And it, it, there is discussions of sexual abuse and assault. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I it hope is. it wasn't too difficult for people to listen to. Yes. Due to the topics that we were discussing. Mm-hmm. But I hope we've also respectfully delivered it in a way that tells Scott's story. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So would you like to tell us anything about your next episode? Are you keeping it hush? I'll keep it hush for now. Hush for now. Hush for okay. Now. Well, we hope you have all enjoyed this one. Mm-hmm. And we look forward to chatting to you again. Next week. Yes. If you have any recommendations for some true crimes, then you can hit us up on Instagram at... There's been a murder underscore podcast. Thanks so much, guys. Cheers now. Take bye. care. Bye.